here's something new. So, here's a promo for another show. Uh, it's a true crime podcast. Um, the experiences within the prison world. So, here's the uh, promo. Check it out. That's horrible. It's true. So strange. Usually. I can't imagine what that's like. Do you want to? That could never happen to me. It might. Lock him away. He's pure evil. Or insane. Or human. My name's Kate. I have worked as a forensic psychologist, as well as in prisons and as a crisis clinician. My job was to figure out who gets locked up and who gets a key to find the humanity in inhumane situations. So, are you sure you really want to know? Yeah. Maybe. Because by the end of the episodes, you just might end up thinking... I felt better before I knew that. You can find me at IWB Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, sometimes Instagram, or you can email me at iwbpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to the Herfcast, everyone. This is Brian, and today I've got a buddy of mine who was my old boss. Uh, he's the facility team leader at Whole Foods Market Distribution Midwest uh, in South Chicago. Best distribution center in the Whole Foods Market Network, That's, I might he's, add. He's, he's shooting for, and it looks like it's very highly likely that they're going to get distribution center of the year. So that's uh, out of the 10 DCs in Whole Foods. So, um, you know, I recently left Whole Foods. Um, I became a steel worker. And, uh, so now know, that you're gone, I can say whatever I want oh, to yeah. about you. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> so... Now I'll say like the no, la- I can tell you the truth about what I think about yeah. you, Brian. And the the last episode with Alex, I I kissed your ass enough. So, um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, Russell's a good dude. Uh, like I said, if you were able to understand us, uh, if you listened to the last episode with Alex, you know nothing but kind words. Um, he's a huge Auburn Tigers fan. Georgia, yeah, yeah, Georgia Aub- Bulldogs, Aub- Auburn Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I had I, had to, I, I got that. I had, I had to look up to see who the rivals were. Okay. I, I'm not I'm not big with college, no? so um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, Russell started as a, a selector in Whole Foods and basically worked every position in just about all the DCs, and ended up back here at the Midwest. So back home, yeah, where it's cold as hell, dude. So well, that's kind of crazy. But yeah, it's cold. Uh, so we are smoking. Uh, actually, I when when Alex was here, you were supposed to be here, and I had uh, I had the JSK Red Knights. Uh, so I you know going with that again. Uh, yeah. The JSK Red Knight Robustos. I've got Lagunitas Little Something Something, and Russell's got the fanciest of the fancy, uh, some Bud Light Tall Boys. <laughs> so I can't. I cannot. I so I just. I don't know if everyone knows this, but I moved back here uh, in April of last year. And when I left, I left eight years ago, nine nine years ago, holy shit, nine years ago. And um, Northwest Indiana changed like so much from the time I left to the time I got back. 
um, like it was crazy how much it changed. Like uh, you guys had all these craft beer places pop up and shit all of a sudden. And um, Three Floyds got like, like you could go into Three Floyds any day of the week at any time and get a table five seconds, right? And I remember, excuse me, I remember meeting my uncle up there and he's like, well, you haven't been home in a while. And we went there. It was like a two or three hour wait for a damn table. I yeah. didn't. So, and then there's this little craft beer place down the street here, but I'm not a big craft beer fan. That's what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. like, I like shit simple. I like Bud Light in a can, tall, uh, aluminum bottle or can, whatever you prefer. So. But it's all good. Well, thank you. Listen, thank you for inviting me. This this is cool as hell. I've always wanted to see this setup. Um, I'm a big podcast fan. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't listen to so many local ones, um, uh, but I think I think the concept is really cool, and it kind of gives everybody a way to communicate with each other. Yeah, you know, another way. Um, it's kind of like a really. It's kind of like social media with your voice almost. Yeah, you know? and and it's just it's just a fun hobby to have. Um, you know, being able to sit down and talk with people that I normally wouldn't have sat down and talked with, like, yeah. you know, like getting into the local comedy scene here. I've had a few of the local comics on, uh, sitting down and talking with Alex, uh, last week, you know, yeah. uh, you know, like we said, we, you know, we, we'd bullshit on break, you know, Hey, what's up? What's going on? You know, shit like that. But you know, that's the first time that we've actually like, you know, like we were saying earlier before, before we started recording, just actually getting to know each other. And, you know, yeah, like, hearing hearing about his story, like, he didn't go too far into it, um, but definitely enough to to uh, demonstrate, uh, you know, the, the, the trials and whatnot that he's gone through in life Dude, to where he is now. He's, so. a, he's a perfect example of, of people who don't uh, have a lot of excuses, and, I mean, you know, I'm sure... Alex has gotten a lot of help from a lot of people, but he's making the most of it. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and I'm a, I know, I know that you're probably not political. Um, if you are, that's cool, Brian, but I, I'm, I'm everybody who knows me knows I'm a, I'm a socialist Democrat. Um, I believe, you know, I grew up uh, pretty, I, I grew up, you know, you could, I grew up in a trailer. I didn't know it was an RV until I got older, dude. No. Swear to God. I was like, did, it, did we just fucking grow up in an RV? I did not know that. Because <laughs> it had, like, there's there's the, the mobile home trailer type shit, but then there's the RV. Like, mm -hmm. the fucking RV has, like, the widow's attic. Like, it goes like this, and yeah. it has, like, a little spot on the front and just four tires. Yeah. That's what I grew up in. It was right in the... Anybody who knows it, it's a trailer park in Maryville, um, right right off Colfax. Yeah. So when you're driving by that, when you're driving, you see all them big-ass rich houses in that one neighborhood right here. Then you go down the road and tuck to the, tuck to the left as you're heading into Griffith or tuck to the right as you're heading out of Griffith is a little trailer park off to the side. And I spent my first 14... Uh, 12 14 years there and then we moved to wheatfield indiana <laughs> in another trailer out, that's out like, to the sticks yeah well that's when my dad got a like he got a my dad used to my stepdad he used to drive uh he used to work at the steel mills and then he a nipsco truck hit him true story uh he almost 
like it was pretty bad. He got in a lot of he had a lot of surgeries, stuff like that. He was never the same after that. So he went on social security disability and it's just the same, you know, WT story that I have and everybody yeah. else has. Um but you know, I think that also gave me like I always wanted to work hard, dude. I was always gonna outwork whatever I had to do to to move up. And I remember I was a junior at Purdue Northwest now, um, and uh, I was just uh, uh, my my now wife was um, said, "What do you do?" Because I was driving to Michigan City because I was in distribution. I always loved distribution. It was an easy job. It was kind of like it was funny because when the when you talk about like um, people who work on oil rigs and shit like that, they love to travel and they love you know all that other stuff because it's a job you can do. When you're when you have a lot of shit that is going on outside of your life and you're not ready for to settle down yet, distribution is an amazing job. Like yeah, it is. But when you don't when you're not set as far as what you want to do, if you want to go to school, if you're not knowing what you really want to do, it's a way to make good money. And there's, it's, it's a lot of jobs. Yeah. And, and today you could generally, if you do want to go to school, you could, you could definitely work around that schedule, you know, because that's, you know, for the most part, you're going to have a set schedule. Yep. Um, and you, you could, you could plan around it. Well, even, even for midnights, right? Yeah. If you wanted to go like two, cause generally school schedules are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. So you could easily take classes afternoon, Tuesday and Thursday. So she introduced me to Whole Foods Market, um, and I just went there and applied. I was working at a place in Michigan City, um, and I got the job. And so I remember the guy who interviewed me had dreadlocks down at his ass. <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you do here? And he's like, I'm the assistant facility team leader, which is the assistant manager. And I yeah. was like, fuck, I need this job. Because it was, it was always cool. And you know what? The one thing I remember the most is I, I remember turning my team leader in on a team leader survey when I was just a team member and I had worked all. So I listen, I'm probably going to say a lot of shit that you guys are going to be like, I knew it. I knew he was just like me. And I am, um, which makes us like a family there. Uh, I, I think we are. Um, but like my, my team leader, I was so pissed because I would work hours. Like I'd work 60 hours a week. And the one time I had to leave, um, because my son had something going on, he was pissed. So I like roasted him on his team leader survey, right? Remember those? Yeah. And he goes, Oh God, I know who wrote that. So I started cleaning out my locker and he goes, What are you doing? I go, I thought we were I thought I was gonna get fired. And he goes, Where have you worked, dude, that you think that you can't say nothing? He goes, Let me ask you a question. He goes, Do you argue with your brother and your sister? He goes, you guys probably fight like fucking dogs, right? I go, yeah. He goes, at the end of the day, are they still your brother and sister? I go, yeah. That's when I knew that I worked at a very, very different company, dude. Yeah. So. And that's, you know, uh, I I still think of Whole Foods as as a family. Like when I worked there, um, you know, it was definitely a family atmosphere. Yeah, there was there were some people I didn't get along with. Yeah. And, and honestly, it wasn't really too many. Um, and... You know, at the end of the day, we're all just trying to we're all just trying to go home. You know, right, right. And I I definitely worked there for some of the darkest times. You did. Uh, you know, um, and then you know shit got cleaned up. You know, after you came back, 
And um, well, I knew I knew I pissed you off that first. Uh, no, knew, no, no, no. Hold on. No, no. You never pissed me off. I know. I well, that's true. Okay. The, the policy it prior. Was, yeah. It was. It was the the past happenings. Yeah. That after it came to light that it was all bullshit, after being suspected as bullshit and then being proved to be bullshit, <laughs> you know, that's, I was pissed off at that. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I've never had nothing, you know, I, I've never had anything but, you know, the utmost respect for you, um, you know, based, you know, hell, if I didn't, I wouldn't have you here. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, I definitely appreciate you coming by. Uh, I've, even before I met you, because the first time I met you uh was in florida yeah the the forklift rodeo yeah. the national forklift rodeo down in uh florida yep and you know very brief but even before then you know you always heard stories about russell cartwright you know oh yeah he you know this dude started as a selector and now he's a facility team leader and then he's global and then he's then he's this and he's holy shit he's taking a step back to come visit us you know yeah um so we're um well, i guess before we get into that uh let's get into you said you haven't had a cigar in about two, three years. Mm-hmm. So did did you ever? Were you ever a regular cigar smoker, or was it usually just occasions? No, it was okay. So a friend of mine who actually lives in Griffith, um, she knew. Um, I I knew her uh, husband um, through my wife, and and we. Uh, he's a huge avid cigar smoker, and I was never a cigar smoker, right? Because the first time I ever smoked a cigar, I inhaled the fucker. Yeah. And I, I mean, when you inhale a cigar and you've never smoked one before, it is brutal. And um, so I inhaled it, said, fuck this, I'm never going to do it. I think the first time I ever tried to do it, I was 14. Um, but anyway, <laughs> he he is like a cigar aficionado, like kind of like you are. Um He's like, try it, try it. So we're out there, and it was in uh, Maryland. We were in Ocean City. Um, they had come out to visit us, and I lived there for a short. Did step. you really? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. We're gonna have to talk about that too. Um, <laughs> he had come out there. Uh, they all came out there to visit us, and he's like, "You got to try a cigar." And I'm like, "Oh fuck no! I'm not trying no cigar." And then he taught me how to smoke it, and taught me the like little rules behind it, and he had the whole clipper clipper thing and everything. And so when I smoked it and I didn't inhale it and I was with a beer and I was like, oh my God, it was just like very relaxing. So I'm, I'm very, I'm grateful to be here today, if nothing else for this cigar. So yeah. Very so cool. how, how do you feel about this so far? It's good. This one? Yeah. I could actually probably inhale this damn thing. Uh, well, Alex did. Did uh, he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, no, this is good, man. How how much do you pay for these if you don't mind me asking? Uh, like what's your at, what's your limit? Oh, I have no limit. It's all it's all uh I okay. mean I, I obviously have budget limits. Right. But so how as do far you... as a cigar, like depending on what the cigar is, uh if I feel that it's worth it, I'm gonna pay for it. Uh, okay. Like so... these these here, these are at, at the shop. Uh mm-hmm. at the shop in Indiana. Indiana has high taxes. Uh it's uh twenty six percent on on tobacco, so um, it's at, at the shop in Indiana. Uh, these are about 10 bucks a piece. Okay. Um, but if you were to get them online or, you know, from a different state, you're probably going to pay, uh, you know, probably like eight bucks or so. Got um, you. 
But so okay, so I go and I buy Bud Light, right? Yeah. And here's a here's a question I have for you. So I buy Bud Light and I probably pay seven ninety nine for a six pack, right? That's, because because it has this alcohol content in it and it's mostly water and the flavor is you know whatever questionable to some right <laughs> and then I go buy a fucking six pack of Gumball Head or Alpha King and I'm paying like eleven ninety nine or something like that how in the cigar world does like is it the smoothness of, like how do they decipher because it's uh, this fucking cigar is a cigar okay it's not like this beer is different like this beer is very different than that beer you're smoking or you're you're drinking right there but a cigar like how is that measured it's different leaves the quality of leaves the quality uh, of okay. of construction um because that's okay so we'll we'll, we'll go with cuban if if we're talking cubans uh, Cuban is basically Cuban tobacco with Cuban tobacco with Cuban tobacco. Mm-hmm. Whereas anything outside of that, you're looking at, uh, you know, like you're looking at Mexican San Andreas, you're looking at Nicaragua, you're looking at Honduras, Ecuador, um, you know, Amazon. Uh, you know, so it's it's all about the different tobaccos um, and how they how they mesh with each other. Uh, Oh boy, hold on. Oh, no problem. I think I just uh ignored my wife. Oh, you're you're fucked now. Yeah. Podcasting's done. Uh, I'll I'll get back to it. So, anyway, um yeah, the different leaves, how long they're aged, what type of leaves they are because like the tobacco plant, uh like the lajero are 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 the top leaves, the the top primings of of the plant, and that's where those those are like you know, argu- arguably the best leaves of the plant. So to a non-cigar smoker then, tell me, explain to me how they taste different than another cigar. <clears throat> All right. Uh, basically, like, long story short, uh, your Nicaraguan t- cigars are going to be stronger, spicier. There's going to be a lot more pepper behind it. Okay. Where, whereas, like, a Dominican or a Cuban is going to be generally a lot more mild, uh, you're going to get more, more like woody and leather flavors. Um, you know, it, but again, like when you have three, four different tobaccos and one cigar, you're going to get a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it's all, uh, you know, developing your palate so that you could taste, taste these different things, you know, the little nuances, it's almost like wine or coffee. Ah, okay. So, gotcha. you know, it's definitely more relatable to wine and coffee than it is bud light to ipa okay so that that's probably a better way to to put it a friend of mine he lives in los angeles he's actually the uh facility team leader of uh the socal dc he brian Berger. yep brian Berger. there you go great guy gave him a shout out um he actually uh we we talk uh he's one of my best friends um it sucks that he lives in la but that's a different story entirely but he was telling me that for his birthday, he bought a $500 shot of whiskey. Yeah. Okay. So that being said, how high would you go like on a, on a good cigar? It, how high have you gone on like a good oh, cigar? Uh, on myself, uh, probably 30 bucks. Uh, for my dad, like the most, ex- the most expensive cigar I ever bought was for my dad, 
which again it was bought in indiana so i was mm-hmm. paying those indiana taxes but it was a 60 dollars cigar okay um and you know i gave it to him for father's day and you know it was one of those things like gee i don't know i don't know when i'll ever smoke this you know it's mm-hmm. like it's gonna have to be a special occasion and this and that and like when it comes to that um you know i've learned um you know the one of my one of my cigar geeks buddies you know put it the best and you know just you, you're not going to take them with you you know you never know when it's going to end if you've got those those unicorn cigars if you've got those those special occasion cigars you know you enjoy them while you can right and you know that's basically what i told my dad i told him it's like you know mate if you're having a shitty day make it a special occasion light that cigar up you know um yeah. You know, turn turn. If you're having a mediocre day, you got nothing going on. You know what? Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna make this a really good day. You know, so I mean, doing stuff like that. But fuck. Uh, if maybe I should buy more expensive beer then. Well, <laughs> hey, this has been a this has been a gumball day or a Bud Light day. Well, I mean, you you like what you like. Yeah, and, that's very and that, true. And that's another thing. Like, uh, I mean, some of my everyday cigars. Um, I get these Nicaraguan overruns from Cigar Page, and those run me like a buck eighty-seven a cigar. Okay. And you know, get a couple of bundles of those every once in a while, and that's what I'll smoke on the way to work, or you know, whatever. Or um, you know, one I don't mind if I have to put it down early. Two, it they really are decent cigars, especially for the price. Mm-hmm. Um, well constructed, they taste good. Um, you know they're not the best by any means, but when you're smoking cigars every day, uh, you know you think about it. You know, smoking a ten dollar cigar every day or two ten dollar cigars every day, yeah. that gets pretty costly. I, I used to be a cigarette smoker, and you know I was spending like three hundred fifty dollars a month plus on cigarettes. Yeah. And ever since I quit, it's like, all right, I'm I'm saving a little bit of money on that end, but now I'm spending you know a decent amount of money on cigars as well but um you know it's definitely a different it's a different enjoyment for sure so i have a question about cigar smoking because i and and i always pick this up from my from again the friend who taught me how to smoke a cigar as i got sophisticated and older i would say um so i i don't inhale it but like like when i exhale or when i breathe it out i just immediately bring it in and he, he that's a way to capture the flavor he says is that true does everyone do that or is uh, that just fucking weird might have it a little bit backwards uh i'm not sure like you're, you're talking like kind of like a french inhale type yeah type thing exactly like where this. like with cigar smoking uh like mo- most people do like a it's called a retro hail okay so like while it's like instead of exhaling or, or you know instead of blowing it out your mouth you're gonna push it through your nose and so you're pushing it out of your nose. You're not breathing it into your nose. Don't you have to suck it in though to breathe no. it out of your nose? No, no. Really? Like if you if you if you take a drag, Just show me how, dude. Hang on. Really? That's just you 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 push it through those nasal passages on the top of your the roof of your mouth. I couldn't do that right. unless I sucked it in. Hold on. Hi, baby. Tesla's on the phone, everyone. I think he's going to pause it. 
Not sure how. Okay, cool. Do you have an editor? Or do you just edit every episode? Uh, I really don't do any editing, um, except like I'll, I might go back and uh, clip out when I answered the phone, but probably not. I, I'm, I'm lazy, and, um, and I, you just... I don't I don't like to edit because one, it's way too time consuming, and okay. two, it kind of makes it like, all right, what the fuck are they talking about while they're while they're pausing us? Oh, you know? gotcha. So so. Okay, I'm, and I, listen, I won't bore everybody with like the uh, the details of of. I, I want to see this shit after it's done, um, yeah. but like, what are you? Tr- so you only do, what I meant to say is like you're only doing this for like for yourself. Yeah, this is right? yeah, this is this is a fun you hobby. Think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So you don't give a shit. Like you're not like Joe Rogan or anything no. like that. You no. never want to be. Uh, well, I mean, trust me. If if that opportunity came about, then I'd be a fool not to take it. Okay. Um, but that's not. I'm not expecting that at all. Right. You know, like I said earlier, it's just I I like sitting down and talking to people while smoking a cigar. And through this, um, you know, as we got into earlier, like you know, getting to know Alex, uh, you know, getting getting to realize there's a comedy scene in Northwest Indiana. Right. And, right. Right. And talking to these different comics all the way to um, like getting into race relations with uh, the comedian Coffee Black, uh-huh. like you know, sitting down and you know having that discussion. That it's a lot harder to have that discussion at a bar than it is yeah. to say, "Hey, dude, let's sit down and talk race relations." So, do you have to? Uh, do, so these comedians come on for free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you just kind of say, "Hey, do they ever wonder your viewer like?" Who listens to you? Shit like yeah, that. Yeah, actually, I I never paid attention to how many downloads I got or anything until uh, Risty from JSK, the cigars we're smoking now. Uh, he came by and he asked me um, a few days after after I released the episode. He's like, "Hey, how's the podcast doing? Mm-hmm. You know, how many how many downloads?" Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck if I know. Right. So that's I because uh, like Apple doesn't do analytics. So, okay. Uh, the website that I'm on, uh, they don't do analytics either. So I have to use a third party analytics. So I have to, I, I attach that link into every episode and now, now I, you know, now I could see how many downloads that I have for each episode as they go. And like, I was at like a steady 25 for, for a while. And now, now I'm at like the average is about 40. Okay. So no, I, I definitely don't have. Uh, a large following right, by any right. means, you know. But no, like I said, it, it's it's a fun hobby. It gives me something to do. It, I, I've got some equipment that I could I could play with and learn yeah. learn what I'm doing. Act like I know what I'm doing. Sometimes, you know. Well, you have a very cool name, though, dude. Right? It's not like it's a fucking Brian Stessel yeah. show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, like somebody who like so you you can like if okay like uh, to your point earlier. Like if I was looking up a wine podcast, right? If I like fucking wine, yeah, I could look up a wine podcast, and if it said like, I don't know, Mary's fucking wine podcast, that'd be pretty stupid. No, but I like like when I was like, what is? I remember looking at you and asking you about that. I was like, what the hell is her? What does that mean? Like, what's a herf cast? I don't understand. Yeah. Well, that's I my the original title I was going to use was you know. Uh, so you like cigars, you know, some, ah, okay. some, something like okay. that. And I was talking to my brother about it, and he's like, "Oh, well, how about the Herfcast?" 
It's like, oh, that's yeah, I like that. That's good because uh, a herf well, is and and see only 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 cigar people would know that. So yeah, pretty much. Can you um, hand me the lighter, bro? Damn thing. Um, so a herf is you know in the cigar community, it's just uh, you know two or more people getting together to smoke a cigar, um, whether that be like this or at a bar at a cigar lounge. Uh, virtually through like Google Hangouts, video chat, you know, something along those lines. So, you know, when when he said that, you know, it definitely made sense because my brother's not a cigar smoker. He just hears me talk about it all the time. Got you. So the the fact that, you know, he he had the he had the the idea to come up with that was was pretty good. So that is pretty good. Well, and, and not only that, but what I meant by that was you probably attract people who are looking into trying, you know, yeah, to smoke cigars. So yeah, and that's I mean, hell, when it comes to that, uh, it's all social media. You you got to know hashtags and who to tag and all, all that shit. Which I I don't do a very good job at all <laughs> with any and of that. Social media. Yeah, that's I. I mean, sometimes I think about it. Sometimes I don't. You know. Do you like social media? I don't mind it. Um, uh, I guess. I, I like the aspect of, of keeping together, keeping in touch with uh, with family and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, there's way too much bullshit to weed through to, to scroll past all that. But, uh, you know, for uh, as far as this goes, like I, I love doing it for, you know, with, with the cigars, you know, yeah. like the Instagram and whatnot. And, uh, you know, that, that part of it's fun. You know, gee, how can I take a picture of this cigar? Which it gets a little redundant sometimes, but... Um, you know, uh, if, if, if I happen to be smoking something that I have on the wall, you know, yeah. it's, oh, it's, it's always nice to grab a picture of the, the cigar with, okay. with the wall in the background, cool. you know? So. No, I, I listen, I'm a big podcast fan. I listen to sports podcasts. I listen to political podcasts. Um, but I also like, I'm a weirdo cause I like. I like dissenting opinions and I like hearing how, like, there's only one fact, right? Like, in my world, and I'm sure you guys hate this about me. <laughs> I, Dude, I love everybody that we work with, man. Seriously, like, it's, it's so far, it's been the funnest fucking job I've had. And I, um, I'm very happy I came home, dude. Yeah. This was like my dream job, right? Yeah. Like we're okay, so we're sitting here watching football. And what kills me about people, bro, is like what we do in life is no different than that football player and that coach right there. Um we're all trying to be the very best that we can be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all trying to leave something behind. We're all trying to help each other out. I don't even know where the fuck I was going with this, but um, I, I'm a very fact-based person. So sometimes when I hear, like when I'm watching or looking at, uh, listen to political podcasts, I'll listen to the right wing and the left wing. Um, and again, I'm a Democrat, um, but I'm a Democrat, like in principle. But what kills me is the, the way people distort facts. No. Two, two plus two is always four. No. And what I always want, what I always, what frustrates some of the people that we work with now probably is they'll come in, they'll make an argument, and I'll say, okay, let me help you make this argument. 
what is fact what are you factually trying to say you know are you trying to say that this isn't fair for this exact reason right like what is exactly your problem and how can i help you get over that issue so that you can be a better person be more productive and get paid more money yeah and and some people it's annoying to some people when they just want to bitch and that's my yeah if i have if i have one flaw um out of many i mean my <laughs> biggest my biggest flaw i'm being vulnerable to you dude but one of my biggest flaws is the fact that everybody who comes to me i try to fix yeah you have a problem what is it i'm going to either i'm going to give you the fucking straightest answer i can and you might not like it but i'm going to give you the straightest answer i can or i'm going to try and fix your problem yeah. so that that problem you don't have anymore and here's the here's the issue with that some people are just having a bad day. Yeah. Some people you can never fucking make happy and they are just they are just going to complain and complain and complain. Yeah, absolutely. And I I have a hard time recognizing that, right? I don't mind it. Again, I think I've been to different places, Brian, and different jobs where it's like, "Oh my god, how the hell did I get myself into this?" Never never not one day have I stepped foot in that distribution center in Pullman, Chicago. And said to myself, "Oh my God, what the fuck? It's it's everybody, everybody there." And I've I've had to deliver some some pretty crappy messages to everyone. Yeah. But I stood there and I said, "Okay, you know what? Like, that's why I love things written down. That's why I love processes. That's why I love things that cannot change. Because, and that's why I like making you guys part of it." Um, the thing about the 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 thing about the like job dialogue standards that we had, right? And for those of you who are unfamiliar, every year we we sit down with you, and it d- doesn't mean you get a raise. It doesn't mean anything. It's we sit down and say, "Hey, this is what you're doing really well. This is what you can do better." And that all that bullshit is so subjective, yeah. And and it's so unfair. So that's when when I said, "Here here's how you bring you you're." I'm going to show you the clearest way to make that so unsubjective. And you know, hey, I just got fucked over. Yeah. Because I should have gotten this based upon what Russell said. And I didn't. Well, bring it to me. We can go by and make you know make it unsubjective as possible. I think yeah. people are the the best. You, you work at a new job now, right? Yeah. Okay. Have they brought you in and they told you the rules and they said, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. Yeah, there's there's a whole lot like it, it, you know, especially in the probation period, you know, there there's a whole lot of learning everything that you can't do. You know, you yeah. you, you do not do this. You, you know, and and a lot of it is is safety related, which is right. you know, and these are all policies with very good reasons that they're in yeah. place, yep. you know. Yep. Um I'm I'm working at the steel mill now. Uh lots of people have lost their lives in the steel mill. Yeah. You know, it it's definitely had you know a lot, you know, through the years a lot of uh changes made, a lot of policy changes. Mm-hmm. Uh unfortunately, it is one of those uh reactive instead of proactive situations because and on on one hand it's uh well, gee, back in the day they didn't give a shit to the other hand where it's like, well, shit, we didn't know that that was a problem until this happened, you know. Yeah. So that's, it's that's awesome dude, and, that you said and, that. And and when it comes to that it it takes a lot of like you have to be able to understand that instead of just 
always having the mentality of, you know, us versus th- them. This is fucking bullshit and fuck those yeah. guys. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it's unhealthy. And, you know. Well, what, what do you, here's my question about that. Okay, so when I when I lived in Maryland, and when I was when I was a um, the I was a facility team leader in Mid Atlantic, um, you know, I had a, this awesome guy named Anthony, and Anthony busted his ass for me, and 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 he busted his ass for that facility, and he said, "Are you listening?" Yeah, yeah. Okay, he said, um, "You know, I'm I'm just pissed off because we did this." And I said to him, I go, okay, Anthony, fair enough. Let me ask you a question. How does that change the fact that you're going to pick up that case and put it on that pallet? What changes? You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you truly can't be happy with where you're at, like, listen, you know what, dude? Here's what I say. You could get paid the most money. You could you could have the most amazing like everything you want to do. You could you could leave and come and go as you please. There could be no attendance policy. All that other stuff, right? If you don't like what you're doing, you're fucked anyway. If yeah. you don't like if you yeah. don't like being an order selector in an order selection environment, dude, nothing I do is going to make you happy like That's, ever. You have to take it. If you, you don't you like have to being take a the steel initiative. mill worker. Yeah. If you don't like like this is like, here's what kills me about us versus them people. This is fucked up, man. Blah blah blah. And they and they and they complain and they get mad and they get so vile and angry. Guess what they're gonna do tomorrow? They're gonna wake up. They're gonna come in and they're gonna do whatever you guys do in the steel mill. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing That's, will change. If you don't like your situation, you have to do whatever you can to change it. You know. In in the best best possible way. That's when when I was when I was on shipping, and I didn't like the situation of the hours that we were working. Nothing was changing. We were always getting fucked. I made the decision when a receiving spot came open that I applied for that spot. So you changed I, your you changed yeah your situation versus bitching and and getting oh, upset trust, about oh, the situation and, and that and you sure, were in. I'm, I'm sure I'll have a couple more Whole Foods listeners for this podcast, but, um, and they will all tell you I did my fair share of bitching, you oh, know. I, I, but, I know you did. But I mean, the bottom line well, let, is let, like let I me, let, let me let me refine bitching here. Uh, that's cool. It's like publicly, like I get that, dude. It's like I, I understand when there's a problem that you want solved and you feel that there's an issue. I understand like you have to you have to vent about you have to tell someone about that issue. You know me, bro. And everybody knows me who works there. I you can say whatever you want. There's no such thing as targeting. I when when someone says something, I need there to be clarity. But when I can't fix what you need clear, it's frustrating to me. Like what do you want clear? Okay, I think this number should be X. Okay, that's great. I yeah. can work with that shit or um, I think we should do this instead of this. Okay, that's awesome. I think that's I think that's awesome too. We can work with that. But when they're like, I don't like this, it's like you don't like what, dude? No. What do you want me to change? And then what about that change will change your job? Yeah. No. Do you see what I'm saying? That's- well, that was the thing. Like you know, I I would I would bit quote unquote bitch a lot, but it was always for good reason you know it was like look these are the problems 
we need to solve them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a long time, nobody would let us solve those problems. Right. You know, well, but the, the best thing you can do as some, as, as, as in any position is, and here's what I said in my interview. I said, you identify a problem or an opportunity. You, 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 um, what did I say? I said, you, um, communicate your expectations. You train and, com- and to meet those expectations, and you hold accountability when those expectations aren't met. From from me, all the way down to the to the very last person. Yeah, and that's what you do. And we're gonna have debate about certain nuances, and you don't do top down. And that's sometimes what I don't like about other industries or other companies. To be honest with you, it's always top down. Dude, they're having this big summit in Austin about things and and they're just they're amazing whole foods market's amazing because of their ability to um to just listen to team members how how did i get my job hey this is a problem oh okay russell must have some sense about what he's doing so let's do this and let's do that so with that being said i'm um i i'm curious now do you think any of that is going to change with Amazon. No, I think Amazon's the same company. I truly do. Like from what I've what I've known of them, um, they're they're an awesome place to work. They have the same principles that we have, um, and I think I think that that um, you know, in, in, even in even in media, like our own CEO has said, you know, that some decisions that they that people have brought in, he doesn't believe in or agree with our our company was founded by a lot of people who who rocked the boat dude yeah that's a strange like like it's so fascinating to hear conversations above me like oh man i remember i used to man remember and even 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 now like with our with the people that we have now like brian raboski is a good example of oh my god we me and him used to be at each other's throats all the time but it was always for a purpose. Yeah. We always wanted to move forward. We all, you can disagree with the direction of how you get to where you're going, but one thing that no one can disagree with is what you're finally looking for. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like even even in your industry, like what's the what's the purpose? Like what are you guys doing? You're there to provide what? The best deal at the best possible price to yeah. be competitive in the market in the global market? Okay. Um, a lot of those decisions you don't make, but or you just there to meet supply, etc. You know what's the mission of your company? Like, have they told you that? Do they talk about that in the steel mill? Uh, I mean, do they talk about all the touchy feely stuff or no? Not it's just like not really. I mean, and and that's where the that's where you're gonna find that line where you know you're you're gonna get that us versus them and that you know oh well the company only wants this and they don't want to help help us and then you know the company is going to say well the union only wants this and you know they don't want to help us you know so you're going to get that back and forth which i mean in a perfect world you're going to have that nice middle ground you know where where everybody gets along uh right now uh it looks like the the contract dispute is up uh i i know i i really don't know uh what what the give and take was for the contract um but uh you know all i hear is uh you know some of the 
some of the old timers aren't going to be happy and the, the, the young guys, you know, they don't know any better. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm still too, I'm right. still too green to right. it to understand so, everything. Um, and I just, I just hope that the contract goes through because I don't want to lose my job. Well, <laughs> first know? of all, first of all, dude, you, you, you always have a place like with us, yeah. seasonal, part-time. You you were a great team member, Brian, who, who, yeah, you were challenging, but that's, those are, the, like, I think everybody at DCM is a little bit challenging. Yeah. And that, but that, I love that. I love that, dude. Well, it was funny. I love that. I, I, when I, that day that I stopped by to pick up my, uh, my backpack and cooler and whatnot, uh, you know, I stuck around, I, I hung around for, for a little bit, talking to a few people, and that was the first thing uh, Herbovsky said. I, I went over because I, I had my cigar, and mm-hmm. uh, he was out smoking a cigarette, so I went to talk to him, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, how, how's it going? I was like, yeah, it's good. And he's like, oh, you know, we could always we could always use you as a selector. I was like, dude, if I come back, I'm coming back as a selector. Yeah, like, that's you know? true. You are. <laughs> and be, you know, we have to be consistent, so yeah. that's the deal. Well, well, but, that that and, I mean, shit, shipping's got it made right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> shit, it's, it's a whole different world than, than when I left yeah. shipping. There. But that's what I mean. Like, okay, so let's take. So I want to say first of all that 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 fire is what's going to make us better, right? It is, and those opinions are going to make us better. So I I like presenting a a, a a clear way to where you know when you walk in the door. Let's pretend that Russell Cartwright can't stand you. I don't like your shoes. I don't like your hair. I don't like the bears and I don't like the way you look at me and I don't like the way you talk and I don't like the way you interrupted me. Whatever. Yeah. There is not one thing that I, I love this environment and, and dude, as a leader, I, I try to put every single one of you in this environment. There is nothing I can do at all. So long as you do this, this yeah. this and this you could you could say the worst things about me you could call me in a, in a closed doors and yeah. of course yeah. please um but you could say whatever you want to say especially give your opinion things like that so long as you do this 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 and this you're fine yeah you but but that's the beauty of of working where we for a company like ours because not everybody does that man and we were founded off that dissension yeah we were that's, you know, uh, again, I I did my I, I I did my fair share of bitching, but it was always for for the right. for the team for the best yeah for the best and, cause. And, and then people sometimes they target. They are like, oh, you you know, I'm gonna go after this guy. In in other industries, certainly not not in ours and not at the DCM. But they're yeah. like, you 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 quiet that voice because people get nervous that you're gonna take that shit personally. And you're gonna not be consistent. So has anybody uh, picked up the torch I left behind? As far as the, the loudmouth, yeah. Uh, no, we got a couple of them, but again, I like them. I mean, those are good, and and those are the things that that's okay. We can debate, but like, it's bottom up, not top down. Yeah, right. It's like I'm trying to fix this and make this this place better. I want to leave it better than when I found it. And as, as far so as I know, how do I do that? You know, as far as I know, you know especially, how I do especially that. before I left, like you, you were definitely doing a damn good job. And that's, you know, hearing, hearing a couple of the people that, you know, a couple of the, you can never make them happy people. Mm-hmm. 
actually saying happy things yeah. for a change. Those like are my that's, favorite, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's that's definitely a positive and, um, you know, and it, it, it says a lot about you. So Well, it says a lot about everyone, too. The, the Midwest, again, you know... Like I said, I get I get we don't get paid as much as those people right on the screen right there. But I look at it like I that was my dream job. That the coming back home and leading that distribution center was my dream job. So what all what what all did you do? How many how many of the distribution centers did you actually work at? So I only worked at uh, two. Um. But my like what I did was I started off as an order selector. I originally wasn't hired. Um, they didn't give me the job because of my schedule. I was going to Purdue uh, Northwest, and I couldn't work nights. And so they said, "Well, sorry, but our selection team runs at night." Then I went back. I had a job. I was fine. Um, then I went back, and they said, "Hey, we want to hire you." for a Canada selection. So I came in and I did the Canada stores. Those were the only stores that were selected during the daytime. Yeah. Yorkville and Oakville. And, and now there's what? Seven. Uh, yeah. There's seven. Yep. Yeah. And, um, what was really cool was, um, so we went and I selected Canada, but what I also learned how to do was do drops for Canada, release orders for Canada, all that stuff. So I got in pretty, I was lucky. Um, then I was uh, I was a selector, then I was a receiver, um, then I did like inventory control because we didn't we only had like one inventory control person. Dennis Dean was like our only inventory control guy. Yeah. So I was helping him do invent. I would pick and then go count everything I picked, load everything I picked. So it was pretty cool. the The first steady job I had was going from all of that crap to a receiving position under. Um, Ricardo Garcia was like a team leader then. Santiago was on my team. He's still there. Um, A lot of you guys who listen to this are going to freak. But anyway, then I went to be a buyer for a year. And that was the first time like I had a real job. Yeah. Um, Where it was just, I didn't, but I guess not even then because like how Heather goes out and receives trucks still and shit. Like I did that too as a buyer. Yeah. And then by that time, the old FTL had gotten, uh, he'd left. And uh, Steve Fecko came in. And uh, Heather and I applied for a receiving ATL position under this subpar receiving team leader. Um, and we both, and I got the job. But he that after that, the team leader said, hey, I'm, I'm quitting. So it'd kind of be like, you know, Alonzo hiring an, a new ATL and then saying, Hey, I'm leaving. So I went to the team leaders and I said, or the FTL and I said, give me and her 30 days to, to turn the team around. And all we want to do is interview after it's done. So this was 11 years ago. Um, and then no, probably 10, nine or 10 years ago. Um, so then, uh, after that, um, no one interviewed against us and everybody was just cool because we were cool too. We, we wanted, we wanted to make it transparent. We wanted to make sure everybody was taken care of. And there's something to be said, like, can you imagine? Okay. So you work in a steel mill, like who, who's your bosses? Like you have foremans, you have, you know, these people, all that other stuff. Right. 
But who's the person who's in charge of that whole steel mill? Uh, that would be... I, I know it's a big corporation. I get it. If, but... I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that would be Wendell Carter. Okay. Uh, is in charge of ArcelorMittal in East Chicago. Um, departments, like all of our departments have managers. Um, and then every building has their departments. Have, have and, they done and the so job that you're so doing? Far. I'm sorry? Have they done the job that you're I doing? I highly doubt it. Okay. I highly doubt. So they wear ties and shit like, and that's cool. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ripping on that. Um, but what what makes our company so unique? It, do you know the RVP of our company uh, or of our region, Rich Wolf? Yeah. Okay. He's fucking starting the stores, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody, our our regional president started in the store. Yeah. Like. It's almost like you have all of these people. It's a prerequisite to say, listen, if you you're not coming from the outside and going to come in here, yeah, and and just start immediately pointing fingers and telling everybody how they're fucking up or whatever they're going to do, it it's a very cool thing. It, it's it's awesome when you have and and you know why I'm I'm confident is because I want you to think about like I don't know the man, of course. I've read a couple of books of his, but Jeff Bezos. Started in his garage. Yeah. Started with, Amazon out of his garage. Now, yeah. listen, he's he's very smart, very intelligent. It's not like he was fucking shipping, you know, groceries out of his garage, no, right? I, yeah. But, but he started similar and started, how he figured it out was how to get data from that to a platform, that Kindle. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's what, how he started it. But it was started in his garage. Yeah. He he has a knack for saying, okay, listen, I, I get it, but I want you to come in and, like, even their engineers who are highly intelligent, they will ask the, the basic, the most basic operation person so many fucking questions, it's not even funny. They care about what people think. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, I think sometimes the problem is, like, what's what's the issue with, like, the old, old dudes that you're building, right? What's the issue with the old steel mill guys? Is that... Oh, management doesn't understand what we're doing. They don't get it, you know? That's, you okay, know, I, I, what if I, I did? I really don't know. What if I knew every single thing what you went through on your job, and, yeah. I, was a, and I was an upstanding dude at the same time? Yeah. How would you react then? Like, could you really say, well, Russell, what the hell does he know? He's never picked up a box in his life. Yeah. If that's true, then what we all need to do as a corporate society is we need to start picking up boxes, bro. No. Like like undercover boss. The reason that was so huge was because, come on, man. When a CEO went in, what he find? All kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think at the end of the day, people just want to be good to each other. I don't think there's back in the, you know, I don't know, nineteen ten and shit when you had the Rockefellers. They were all oh blah blah. Yeah, they're all dead now, bro. Yeah, you cannot take it with you. Yeah. So the reason I'm a Democrat is because I don't think it's fair for everyone to have so much wealth. I, I look at Democrat life farming, okay? Um, if I'm a farmer and I made $30 million in a year and all the farmhands and everybody around me made like thirty grand, that's a fucking problem. <laughs> don't, don't you think, dude? Yeah, that's... 
that's a problem and that's a problem and i think that no one listen i'm all about money have as much as you need if you want to go to hawaii and you want to spend x and you want to do this and you want to do that but don't have more than you don't need share that with the people who got you there now at i i agree but i you know i also agree with you know some people work harder than others and I, you know that's and that's why that's why we have the best the best company of all because i can prove that to you yeah i can show brian stessel uh i'm not going to name names except for yours because well, i don't yeah. want anyone yeah. getting all fucking offended even though i'm just joking around um <laughs> like brian was the best pilot driver he did 20 more than anyone else so we gave brian this and we gave this person this why what's wrong with that process see in your world in your new world right now Everybody gets the exact same, and that's, no matter that's how hard you true. work or how little you work. In that's my true. world, now, in my world now, it's done extremely fairly, first of all. There is a cap, but in my world now, we can reward those people who go above and beyond. Yeah. And where we might not have done so you're, you're absolutely perfectly right. last time, Brian. You're absolutely right with... I mean, and, and I'll go ahead and say, uh, I, I wasn't the best high lift driver. You know, there's there's definitely, uh, you know, one guy that was better than me. Uh, I, I'm not going to argue that. That's me and Alex talked about, you know, as far as selection. Uh, the best selector I think Whole Foods has ever seen, period, has got to be Kelvin Tate. He's probably the best selector in any of the distribution centers that's, that are That's out what there I mean. Too. Like, Whole Foods in general, like, yeah. the, the entire global community of whole foods right kelvin tate is probably the best they've ever seen and we were talking about it's like yeah you know me and me and kelvin like we used to go head to head and i i said i beat him once and that's that's gotta be he had or maybe twice i know for sure once he might have been having an off day but when when me and kelvin would race Mm -hmm. even though i knew I, I was ninety nine point five percent sure I was going to lose that day. Yeah. But if we were fucked and in the weeds and it was going to be a shitty day, me and Kelvin decided to race. Mm-hmm. That day wasn't that bad. We all got out at a decent time. Yeah. You yeah. know. Um, well, but but that's the thing. Like how what we have to determine. Okay, so here's one other thing that that um is the problem. Okay, the the real problem is that. There's only, like, everyone loves working for our company. They all think it's an amazing company. They all think it's a great company. Um, even those who don't like it. Like, dude, who was it that was telling me the other day? Oh, God. It might have been Maurice. But cheese. It was cheese. He's like, well, why do you think when everyone wants, leaves, they the first fucking thing they do is say, hey, can I come back? Yeah. And, and I'm not, dude, I'm not wishing you well. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm wishing you very well. <laughs> I, I, I hope, you know. Um, but it's because there is that family atmosphere that you need. There, We do celebrate victories. I do think we, we are way more consistent now than we were in the past, which I've, I, you know, acknowledged and said, hey, we, we should have done a better job at that. Um, I'm I'm really transparent about that, but I also think it's it's because um, we promote from within. The only problem I see is there's only ten places, and if you really want to move yeah. up, bro, you've got to move. Well, that was the thing. You got to move. Like you, you were 
you were able to check that box, willing to relocate, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you did it and you did it to the absolute max to your potential, right. you know, and I mean, shit, dude, uh, no, nobody could argue the path that you've taken, you know, uh, going back to, you know, doing it for yourself, like, you know, all right, sure, I'm content in this situation, but I could make it better. Right. So you make it better for yourself. You you were able to take that initiative and say, yeah, I could I could move out here. I didn't, listen, I wasn't a fan of the fact that there was only one location and the person in front of me was there until the day I dropped or until the yeah. day he dropped. And I said, okay, I can either bitch about not having an opportunity or I can make my own. And I don't want to explore the retail side of our business right now, but you know what? This is a huge opportunity. It was a last place distribution center. It, dude, if you ever stalk my Facebook, like you see championship belts and screaming yep. and yelling and banner raising. And when I got there, it was not going to be like that. But the thing is, um, then I went to Maryland for seven or eight years, did what I had to do there. And then once I knew that we were, you know, the number one DC for three years in a row, there was nothing more I could accomplish. So instead of just sitting there like a, I don't, I don't think it's fair when people, I'm different. Okay. I guess people want to, you know, like you have your old heads in, in the steel mill, for example. Nope. I'm good. I'm just going to yeah. stay right here and park my ass yeah. here until the day I die. I, I, and honest, honestly, I could say like, if, if I land in a good spot, that, that, that that's, that's going to be right. my game plan is I, I'm good doing this yeah and i could do this for 25 years and after that we're gonna travel see i'm you weird know, i'm weird like that dude i'm dude and, and we're I, all okay different. so so here here's the thing like i i had that fire uh you know for a long time uh and don't get me wrong like i still have that fire mm-hmm. but i guess it's it's different now like i mean now uh, b- before before i had a family it was, I'm going to do whatever I can to move up this ladder at Whole Foods. Oh, got you. Uh, because that's that's where I am. And it was for myself. Now that I have a family, and, you know, I mean this in the best possible way. Yeah. But, I mean, Whole Foods isn't going to take care of my family the way the steel mill is going to take care of no. me. No. You're, you're 100% and that was, correct. You know, when, when I called you to put in my two weeks well, notice, I told, you know... I, I, you, you asked you where are you going? I said I'm, you know, going to the steel mill, and it's like, yeah, dude, I, I can't argue with that at all. No, you know, and, and I guess. Well, here's the thing, like, if if I wasn't at the steel mill, I, I would retire at Whole Foods. Yeah, and, and okay, so there's two things to that. There's not enough space for Whole Foods Market to take care of your family like the steel mill will. Does that make sense? And But but they've taken care of, like, for example, Brian Roboski's family. Well, no, right? and, and that's that's what I was going to say. Is yeah, because Whole, there Whole was Foods, an opening. Whole Foods will take care of your family. Yeah, okay, cool. Like, Whole Foods is but not- a a great place, you know, and, you know, that that's kind of why I asked about Amazon. But as of right now, Whole Foods is a great place to build a career, to move up, to build a future, yeah, and and stick with it, yeah. Um, you know, again, like I've got nothing but love for Whole Foods. Like I showed Alex, uh, you know, when I left, 
uh, with my safety bucks, I made sure to get a pin, a, a, a little Whole Foods pin, because uh-huh. I, I have my hat. I'm not wearing it right now, but my you you know my hat with yeah. all the, with all the pins on it and everything, and I like now I've got the little Whole Foods pin on there. You know, I I don't work there anymore, but you know. I still have a lot of respect for the people there and the company itself. I still loved the company when I left. Yeah. You know, I, I still loved some of the people when I left. But, you know, it, you know, in this case, it was a better opportunity. Oh, absolutely. So and, I, and I it, have to take it. And guess what else it allows you to do? It allows you to stay right here in northwest Indiana. And what, and, it, what it doesn't allow me to do is take so many goddamn days off. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me that the, the steel mills attendance policy is harder than Whole Foods markets? Well, that, that and the vacation time is, uh, I mean, shit, man. I went from, what, oh, more, more than five weeks off a year. Yeah. That uh, you could turn over, by the way, yeah. in case any new recruits are listening. Yeah. And, I mean, well, shit, that, that was a nice thing. I had... Uh, I think I had something like six weeks of vacation. Yeah, that you never took. Yeah, that that I was that able you to could cash roll out over. on. Yeah, got so, you. But now it's like, well, shit, I got a year before I could even take any days off, and then after that, it's like, you know, I got I got a week after the first year. It's and, hard to uh, start over. So it, you, it is. You know what? I, here's the thing, though, dude. I don't want anyone. I never want anyone who has a fear about starting over. Like they they shouldn't you. First of all, can I ask you how you got in the the steel mill? There's always got to be an in. No, that that's the thing. Well, I, I applied. You just I, applied. I, I applied. Um, granted, I applied uh, about a year ago. Okay. Because um, it was, I want to say it was November that I applied, and I just started October first. Wow. So, yeah, it was. You swear was, to God, all you did was just apply. Yeah, well, you didn't that's, know. Tim, the neighbors, brothers, no, cousins, no. uncle. Uh, well, that's I. I knew a, like a buddy of mine works there, and he's the one that posted, "Hey, they're hiring." Oh, okay, got you. Uh, but it's so, not like he could have said he could. He no, could like, walk up to the far, foreman far, and go, "Hey, uh, my friend Brian." No, as to... far as references okay. goes, uh, it was only immediate family. So if you had any immediate family, you could use them as a reference, which you had to back up with birth certificates, marriage certificates, got everything you, got to, to prove that they were family. If not. Your reference didn't matter. Okay. So, uh, basically what they did, uh, they went through all of the family applications first, hired all the family that they could. Uh, that's, I guess, a lot of family couldn't get hired because of certain testings. Mm-hmm. Um, and after all the family was taken care of, then they went to outside of family. Okay, cool. And I was in the outside of family list. So, so. I have a question for you. So, I have... And answer what you can or what you're whatever you're comfortable with so with the incentives you got you know incentive counted to four dollars what 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 kind of increase did you get just here just like off the top of your head would you say okay so so off the bat um i left whole foods at seven you don't you don't have to say it well no i, I got no problem okay uh, I left Whole Foods. I think seventeen eighty five or seventeen ninety okay. plus the plus, dollar plus the four dollars do, the the dollar differential. Uh, yeah, so eighteen so, ninety five. Um, and I started at the mill at twenty forty five. So you actually took a pay cut? No, because on paper. So now you factor in the bonuses. Okay. So that that six hundred forty dollars a month 
roughly four four dollars an hour. An hour. So now with the the steel mill, the average incentive is somewhere around seven eight dollars an hour. Ah, okay, got you. It, it could be more. Are you it eligible could be a for that right less. away? Not right away. After you know, after probation and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, plus the new contract. Uh, if if it goes through, I think it's uh, like twenty one thirty or twenty one fifty somewhere somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, for for level one, because that's no. There's there's five levels. Uh, there's there's five pay grades as far as uh, you know the bargaining unit goes. So, you know, it's roughly okay. Okay, basically, I'm. What I'm taking home now, uh, without any incentive, is basically what I was taking home with top incentive at Whole Foods. Okay, because that makes sense. I, I pay no premium for for healthcare. Uh, that's that's paid for, no out of pocket for the family. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that's obviously a big thing. Um, you know, so it, like starting off, I, I think I bring home an extra. every two weeks. Okay. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of an increase now until I get placed in a job and start making that incentive. So, but once that incentive kicks in, you know, plus not to mention there's, uh, the quarterly, uh, profit sharing, you know, if if there's a profit, then, you know, you get the profit share check and all that. Um, so well, I, I think what what a lot of people don't understand uh, about us, Brian, it's still a retail company. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's still it's still um, we 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 do a lot of great things for a lot of communities, um, but at the end of the day, our job is retail. Well, and, that- and and by the way, we are. The highest paying retail job now. Well, the, and there's with, there's with, there's give and take. Yeah. There's give and take between the industries. I mean, uh, you know, Whole Foods has great benefits. Yeah. Um. But the the benefits here are are just a little bit better. Right. You know, not much. Right. Not much, which says a lot about Whole Foods. Um, Absolutely. You know, but um. You know, as as far as retirement, the the retirement's taken care of a little bit the more. The retirement part is the hardest part. Yeah. Right? Well, that's. I mean, my mind's so fucking far from that, though. Dude. <laughs> it's like I I don't like. Oh God, my friend works for um, uh, Arctic Engineering as a plumber, as a pipe fitter. Yeah. And he and I have had these conversations where he's just like, yeah, I just got you know four more years to retirement and and he's like thinking about fucking retirement and i'm like well what are you gonna do then you gonna go be a fucking greeter or something i i mean it's it's kind of like dude like i my i know that's what and listen i'm gonna regret saying this when i get close to retirement and i ain't got like i i put stuff in 401k and shit like that but when i don't have a plan because i don't have a plan bro but I like my plan is to make us the best distribution center in the company and then figure out what I'm going to do four years from now, because I know I don't stay in one place at, at any one time. So that's that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you. So you are hell bent on wherever you're at is going to be the best. And yeah. You, and, and you proved that in Maryland. Yeah. And you are certainly proving that in chicago okay so 
what happens after Chicago's the best for a few years? Do you go back global? Do you go do you go fix another distribution center? Do you go store? I don't know. I I know I don't like staying around in one spot for any two like I can't um I can't sit still professionally. I've always had that problem. Um so I don't know, but I I know I I don't want to do I know I don't want to do if 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 you've already proven you're the best and you've already been not me but if you've already been a great leader of people right and you've already been cool with everybody you work with and you've already helped them like I want to help them like get more money and 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 do what they want to do like when I got to the Mid Atlantic like um you know there was a lot of people who weren't being treated fairly in my opinion um and 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 everyone we we all knew it and we we fixed it but those people now holy shit there's nothing better in this world man than when someone you work for sends you a picture of their new house that they bought dude yeah. and they have like their three or four kids in front of it and they're so like thank you Russell and it's yeah. like dude it's all of us I can't I can't load every truck I can't pick every box I can't do any of that shit without the people behind me. Yeah. I can't. And it, that's one of the things that I think, you know, you know, everybody sees that in you and everybody respects that about you. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it, so, one, one of the rare occasions somebody who actually fucking means what they say. Yeah. You well, know. I think, I think that's where we as a, I, I need to be careful what I say here. Not 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 for work purposes, but just I, I might get off on a tangent. Like that's a lost skill. There are two ways to motivate people. There's you can motivate them through inspiration, or you can motivate them by fear. Motivation by fear is bullshit. It, you're gonna get what you got coming to you if you do it. Um, it's wrong to do. I I've been you know have I gotten frustrated with some of the people I've worked side by side with absolutely but I don't target and I don't go after them and I don't yeah. look for ways you yeah. know look for creative ways to do x y and z and anyone who's ever worked with me can tell you that that I don't do that but um so you motivate by um by fear by by inspiration hey yeah. guess what we can have if we do this this is what will happen i guarantee yeah. you and this is why i'm this is why i'm 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 relentless about it right yeah um but i think we as a society have missed the boat on how we take care of those who take care of us like yeah. okay this this right here is like I'm pulling out an iPhone, everyone. This is like the best invention. Smartphone. Whether yeah. you're an iPhone, Android, whatever. Yeah. One of the best inventions in the world, right? It, it's true. It is. Well, you know what? If you can't convince the, the, the person putting in this camera and the person putting in this chip and the person doing... Like, Steve Jobs didn't make every damn iPhone and load it on the truck yeah. and get it to where it was supposed to be. He had an army full of people who were supposed to do that for him. Did he get up and rally them to make the best thing in the world? Did he say, this will change our lives, guys, because if you do this and if this company is successful, this is what I'm going to pay you. Like, did Walmart 
Did Walmart do that with everyone? The Waltons are billionaires with a B. And their workers made fucking seven fifty an hour. Yeah. Something is wrong with that equation. Yeah. There is something very wrong in our society when, when you can earn, like, and that's why I go back to farming. If I'm sitting there as a berry farmer making $30 million a year, and the people who are making that money for me, because I never got off my ass and got out to the farm and saw it, I'm just collecting my check. The people who are making that for me are getting X. Something's wrong with that equation, bro. No. And that's what we do. And I don't, I don't understand it. I'll never spend the money the Waltons have. Yeah. And neither will anyone who works for them either. And, and like, I worked at Walmart, bro. And it was fucking miserable. I mean, the, the shit that they say is true. They will, hey, I need you to punch out for two hours, but I need you to stay here. what like that was truthfully what was said that was what was required to work there if you don't want to work here then buy and some people man like you got four and five kids like i know unemployment is low um i know that you can you know go across street in most cases get another job but dude it's a pain in the change is hard no with anyone you of all people like i never expected you to leave bro yeah well because hell you, dude neither did i you weren't but but you're not as as much sense as you made and and yeah it's like well this this doesn't i don't understand this policy and i don't understand this one and, and we talked through those things but but you didn't seem like a guy who wanted to change no like you don't like change in your life yeah um most people don't they they like what you know they like adventure they like this they like that they fucking hate change so therefore I equate that to the person at the Walmart stand you know the little lady who's working behind the deli counter but like so that's a reason to not do the right thing I mean you make billions bro and their their whole crap about the eleven fifty oh we're moving up to eleven fifty in two years okay well you're like a few years too late like. It's it's you billion dollar companies. I'm a very I'm a I am a huge Bernie Sanders fan. Billion dollar companies should not be paying people less than a living wage. A minimum wage. Minimum wage like the minimum wage should be 15. And what no one understands about that dude is that it benefits everyone. It's so fucking easy. It's like snap your fingers. That's the easiest thing to, to listen. I'm I like Chick Fil A. Go to any Chick Fil A anywhere in the world, and they will be. You could go to Chick Fil A in the worst neighborhoods ever, and Chick Fil A is an island unto itself where everyone's pleasant, everyone's smiling, everyone's nice, everyone takes care of you. Why? Because that's what they pay people more money to do that. No, and it's so easy to to do you know how much you know i just we all need to spread around the wealth a little bit versus you know the top one percent making every yeah and it's you know i agree there's definitely some uh some gaps there um and you don't have to talk about your politics no (laughs) no and i mean shit dude as far as it like i shit i'm i'm 37 now i'll be 38 so that's uh uh, 20 years in a voting pool almost, and for most of it, 
I've been blue. I've been Democratic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the the local elections this this past uh, election, uh, the midterms. I I was I was purple. You know, I yeah. I, I there there were a few blue. There was a few red, and you know, and uh, not not to go off on a tangent or anything, but I mean, uh, both sides are going extreme right, right. Extreme, extreme left. left. It's like. All right, come on. We gotta we so, gotta figure something so out. So check here. this out. Funny story about that. My cousin, um, I I grew up on government assistance. Um, I could tell you what denominations the welfare checks were. Like one dollars were pinks. I think fives were uh, greens. Twenties yeah. were browns. Shit like that. That was embarrassing, man. I'm not gonna lie. Like that. You know that's still to this day. I sometimes fight ghosts, bro. I mean, I'm I'm forty. Uh, 45 years old and i cannot i cannot shake the fact that i paid for groceries when my elementary school friends were behind me with food stamps and they just gave me this funny weird look and i got free lunch and shit like that um but what kills me is i think that that okay so my cousin nick is a oh god he's like a Trump Democrat, is, uh, is Republican. It, right, is, is this the one that you you posted about? Yeah, the other yeah, day yeah. about the, the, yeah, the foul yeah, mouth yeah. turning he's, successful. Oh my god, dude! He's oh god. <laughs> I mean, he would be like, "Fuck off, you fucking!" And it, he was five years old, and people would look at him like he's weird. But anyway, um, <laughs> he he's a great. He's a successful pharmacist now. He does amazing. He's very humble, right? He doesn't flaunt his money. He's got a gorgeous house. Um, doesn't flaunt his money around to anyone or anything like that. He's just a really cool person. Dude, you do it a huge time. <laughs> oh, this is. I wish, like, there's this felt cigar case that he's pulling another one from. It's, it's just like a, the 40 count travel ridiculous. door. Okay, got you. Anyway, he said <laughs> anyone on government assistance should have to should have to work for the government. And I said, oh, so you're a Democrat. He goes, no. I go, yes, you are. I go, like, the government is there to provide for people who, when they don't have any other options, to provide for them. I go, do you think most people, the good people won't care about that shit? They just want a job. If I was if I was desperate and, and wanted a job, do you think I'd give a shit if, the, if I had to work for the government? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No. Okay, so listen, government, you don't have to pay me benefits. Just give me a job. He's like, well, now you're skewing it. I go, no, I'm not, Nick. It's the same damn thing. You're saying anyone on government assistance should be working for the government. I go, I completely agree with you. And I'm a Democrat. But what you're saying is then, you can't say one without saying the other. What you're saying is then that you believe that everyone that the government should provide for people when they can't provide for themselves. It's the same thing. When, when the great depression started, that's what we did. We gave everyone a job, whether it was on the dam, whether it was, you know, through whatever we gave everyone jobs. That's fine. The government should still do that. I don't have a problem with, with that program, but what I'm saying is he can't then say, so here's the thing. What, what kills me is we were up to like five in the morning. He was thrown up and he couldn't even get to the game. But what we were arguing <laughs> about, he got there. But what we were arguing about was he, he, 
that seems like such a simple philosophy. If I'm getting in $2,000, let's say, in government assistance through food stamps and insurance and a check, right, all together, do you not think I wouldn't want to work for that money? Because I would. Yeah. Okay, cool. Got it. No problem. Ready, government? Tell me what you want me to do. See, do you I want think... me to go out there and pick up leaves? And then Nick said, and I, Nick goes, and Nick goes, well, we wouldn't want that because it's none of the government's business. Oh, okay. Well, in one breath, you're saying it's none of the government's business, but in another breath, you're sitting there saying everyone who gets a government assistance should work for the. Go- I I agree with you. Like the Republicans, the problem with them is they. Sorry if there's a Republican listening. My my politics don't interfere with work. So if y'all are Republicans at Whole Foods, you're still cool with me. I'll I'll hug you and love you because that's the type of guy I am. But what kills me about like the political talk shows and everything like that, bro, is they they go so far this way. Their assumption is everybody's out to take advantage of the system and and they pull up in these in these uh ferraris to collect i mean remember old dirty bastard do you ever yeah. hear about the wu-tang clan okay on mtv old dirty bastard took a limo and it was a total joke and everybody still brings it up to me which pisses me off but he took a limo to go get a welfare check to to go to the government office and and it was it was funny i mean i i got it i got the joke but um but that's what people think, and and society is not that way, man. If you're if you're on government assistance, bro, you are not sitting there eating steak and lobster. You're not sitting there driving this fancy car. It's fucking embarrassing. It is. No, I mean, for the most part, like you you are definitely. I don't mean for the most part in in yours, but I mean you you are a a success story of the program and you are what everybody should be like as far as that program goes you know right. you know you you have the experience of growing up on on assistance and making something of yourself right which is the the way that it should be uh i i think the problem like where where people have the problem is is when you have the people that are you know basically like you're saying old dirty bastard did it as a joke but right. i mean there there are people that what, that actually live to that yeah it's cradle to grave i think they call it yeah and it's generation after generation i i understand that um but but i'll tell you like i our lives are getting so different man remember back when you were in high school how things were just different dude yeah and there was such but what kills me is like every fucking time we go 15 steps forward it seems like we take 25 back as like a society it just pisses it boggles the mind because now we're not in this necessarily um you know where it's it's class now you know what i'm saying i mean i mean you know when when people like it's it's the struggle i guess you'd say with everyone and then you had just just police doing dumb shit um but every time we i don't believe and i don't have statistics in front of me and i'm a statistical guy so i don't want to misquote anything but i'd be very interested to see the statistics of everything because i think what you'll find is a lot 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 of people 
it's not that way anymore. I think we live in a society where people stereotype and do, you know, think things. Brandon Danson sent me something on Facebook the other day. You guys should see it. It's a little, she's a little uh, Muslim girl and she is a, like her basketball skills are unbelievable, dude. She's wearing fucking loafers and, and, um, uh, Muslim rap. No. And she can hoop. She's like doing crosses and shit like that. If you were sitting next to her, you would never suspect that in a trillion billion years. Yeah. You'd never be like, this this fucking kid can kick my ass at basketball. You would play her. Even you. I would play her and I'm horrible. But how like the power in that is that you just never know about anyone, right? Yeah. And that's where a lot of I think I think what we've lost is empathy too. Yeah. Like I, there's, like I have no, um, as far as as professionally, I, I do not, I empathize with everyone, whether they're trying to get by with doing something stupid, whether they're whatever, because I don't know their situation, and until you've walked a, a mile in another man's shoes, bro, you can't, you have no clue what it takes to hang on. Yeah. Cause you, how old your, how old your kid? Three. Okay, and you're just brand new married, right? Yeah. Okay, what wouldn't you do to make sure they're okay? Oh, anything I can. Absolutely. That's, I, I, I would go to the steel mill instead of you know. Okay, there you go, fucker. But you know, well, what no, I'm no, 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 and and I don't mean that negatively. Right. You know, it's just I, you know, when, when it comes to that, I happen to be presented with the opportunity. Yeah. And. And that's it. But what if you weren't? What if, if you weren't? If, if I wasn't, we'd still be okay. What if you? What if you didn't have? What if you didn't have anything? What if you didn't have a job? What if you didn't have anything? Would you steal for him? Uh, probably. Okay. Would you kill for him? Would you lie for him? Would you? Would you do anything for him just so well, they could have? I mean, a, I mean, when, when when it comes to would you kill for him, it depends on what well, we're you, talking about. I got I mean, you. And that, I, okay, I would that, definitely, I would definitely kill a deer to feel to to feed there my you go. family. That's very. You know? That's the extreme. Would yeah. you do? Would but 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 you do anything within your power to make sure they were taken care of? Yes. Okay. Would you? Would you lie for him? Yeah. Would you would you not be you know would you mislead for them for them to be better like okay like like you don't have rent this month would you try and push that shit off so that the bill collector didn't come would you hide a car if that car was going to get repossessed would you do all of that the things that people say are so underhanded and so dirty and shady would you do anything you had to do to keep them alive for just one more day to make sure they had heat. To make sure they if, had food, to make sure they had everything they needed. That's if if somebody was coming to possess, repossess my car, and I needed that car to get to and from work. Mm-hmm. That car would be sitting where we're sitting now. Right. You know, it would but, be it would be hidden in right. in the garage. I would sacrifice the studio. I would, I would you know do whatever. Like if I you know. Granted, my first priority is the family. Right. After that, the second priority is to pay that bill to get my car out of repossession. Absolutely. But what, you know. what people think is like, um, people think, oh, that I'd never do that, and I'd never do this, and I'd never do that. And it's like, dude, calm down about what you would and wouldn't do until you're in the most undesirable situation and you're trying to 
like take care of like three kids in a fucking trailer with no heat you know and i mean yeah. that that's what i mean it's like i listen me and my mom have had i i didn't talk to my i didn't talk to my dad very much growing up he left when i was two um but me and my mom have had a tumultuous relationship at best throughout my years but i get it man my mom did whatever she had to do to keep us Going from Tuesday to Wednesday, from Wednesday to Thursday, from Thursday to Friday. It did, she had to lie. She had to cheat. She had to steal. No. She had to do, un, you know, like things that people would shun her for. But she did it because she just had to get us out of that situation. So I think that when people pass judgment on other people, they don't have empathy. And I think that's been the coolest thing. I've I've relayed that in every walk of life. It's like, dude, I'm gonna fucking bust my ass for that guy because I want him to be successful. Yeah. yeah. I I will not let you fail, dude. Yeah. Seriously, like I won't because you're a good person. I and and you know being a being working in Washington D.C. and and working here, I've heard a lot of horrible stories, man. And I just I want to help people do better yeah that's it yeah and i mean shit dude nobody could fucking fault anybody for that yeah you know right but where some and, people are like well they brought it on themselves it's like fuck you bro like that's not cool <laughs> oh i mean you know i don't know if it's devil's advocate or what but i mean there there that's are okay. there there are people like that, that who that, bring that, a lot that of do, dumb shit on themselves that do do it to themselves yeah i know but and it's not the majority it's not that's, and that, see, that's that, what I was, see that's that's the point that's the point that most people miss just like i mean if i catch flack or not like i mean the majority of cops aren't assholes the majority oh, of cops i don't know about that well <laughs> i'm right. kidding i'm totally kidding and, bro. and I dude get like i, I get mean it. I get when, it. when it comes to that like i mean the conversation i had with coffee black about police you know it it definitely opens the eyes um but no, not, you know, the majority are good people, but you've got that handful of people that are just shit. Yeah. You know, and. And they ruin it for But unfortunately, in, in, in all cases, it's that minority that gets brought to light. And, you know, minority being, you know, the rogue cops, the, 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 the abusers of the system yeah. and this and that, you know, that, that's what everybody associates all these issues with instead of seeing what the majority actually is yeah you know and that's and you know we we mentioned social media earlier and that's one of the things that social media is fucking horrible for dude you know who would be great on your on on this show seriously uh have you ever talked to maurice no dude maurice is a fucking stand-up dude like i i love that dude i'm pissed off he never went to fucking receiving because when Dude, when when you... we were when we were looking for somebody wow. it was it was right at that time where where shipping had the clerk yeah. spot and receiving needed somebody mm-hmm. and he went he went for shipping and dude like cuz i mean i i told alonzo it was like look dude like this dude cuz it, it was before those positions opened up and i told him i said look dude uh i don't know if you know Maurice that well i said but like i will vouch for him any day of the week Th- this dude he's 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 team oriented. He yeah. he works his ass off. Um 
So and, it, that, and that's somebody I I would fucking love to have over here. He's so his story is not mine to tell, just like Alex's yeah. not mine to tell. Yeah. But bro, holy shit. That you That's I and I, I've talked to him about smoking oh cigars before too. God. It's like, dude, fucking that guy let, will let's have do it. you he will have you bawling your eyes out. No. And it's just such a an amazing story, dude. No. Maurice has one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. And and I don't know Maurice's politics, but I can tell you that he's just a grateful dude man and maurice has gotten mad at me before you know he's given me you know he he was mad about we we had a you know like we were all talking about rack damage and shit like that maurice is like well you need to do this and i was like okay that's fair you know um but man what an awesome person holy shit i just sent him a message asking if he'll smoke a cigar yeah so. there you go no dude he's that is someone i'm telling you man like the Alex show, um, I haven't caught up. I, I, I'm, I'm still before the Kofi Black thing. Yeah. Like, cause yeah. I didn't hear. Okay. But dude, you, that's someone, man. Holy fuck. You, you, you should talk to him. Dude. Yeah. His, and then he will blow. There is no situation that I've been in ever in my life. Like the ones he's been in, dude. And yeah. he rose above it and he's a stand up dude. Yeah, and then, you know, as as far as the Alex episode goes, you know, like it's, you know, uh, the the sound quality on that did not do his story justice at all. So like he he's right. gonna he's gonna be back soon. You should so have him we back. Could, yeah, we're 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 gonna do it again. Um, you know, just in case anybody couldn't, yeah. you know, get through it because it's understandable. Like yeah. I I fucked up, and um, you know, well, like we we already talked about doing it again yeah. just because. I mean, it'll it'll be a little bit of a different conversation. We're not going to go over everything the same, right? Um, but yeah, dude, like I'm, I'm, I'm always, you know, it, it goes back to just enjoying sitting down, having a cigar, and talking to somebody. Yeah. And dude, like I, I definitely want Maurice to come by so I could sit down and fucking, you know, just like you said, hear his story. I, I, I want to hear everybody's story. Yeah, you know, that's really cool, Stessel. And that's, that's fucking awesome. Now, I, I, dude, at least I, at first I was a little bit weirded out. Like, why do you do this and shit like that? Because me, like when me and my kid were talking about doing one, we were going to talk about pro wrestling, right? Or we were going to talk about, um, I forgot. But but usually they have a. a I'm guessing uh, the Auburn theme Tigers. Or, whatever, dude. They have a theme <laughs> or something that's important, you know, that you want to do or like, that's why a lot of podcasts, it's political, it's this, it's comedy, whatever. But I, I get this, bro. There's a million of them out there. Isn't that yeah. fascinating? Everyone has this amazing, amazing story. And... And, and you they know, could, you could hear that story. My story, I don't know what it will do for anyone, but Maurice's story and Alex's story, dude, definitely, that will fucking turn some heads, bro. All right, so so let let let's recap. So uh, going to school with a part time job at Whole Foods, and well, all right, gro- growing up on assistance, mm-hmm. uh, going going to college and working at Whole Foods part-time, um, and then working your way up to go to Maryland. And from Maryland, you went to Austin. Glo- Global yeah. or, you know, corporate. Uh, yeah. It, with, within Whole Foods, it's, you know, Global is corporate. Um, but, you know, we don't like those terms. 
Gotcha. Um, we don't. You know, and and with you know for the best reasons. Yeah. For the best reasons, you know, because like like we said, it it it's a team, it's a family. Yeah. You know, uh, so from global, you end up doing all kinds of shit for global. Yeah. And then you end up coming back to the regional aspect, coming mm-hmm. to be the, the the team leader, and doing your best to make everybody better. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, I mean, it, it's it's not like you don't have a story to tell. You right. know, you 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 are you are a success story from from you know the system or however you want to put it. Um, so it's not like you don't have a story to tell. But I mean, you know, like you said, like w- with Alex, uh, with with Maurice. Hopefully, I'll find out soon about you yeah. know what what Maurice has gone through to to where he is now. Um, you but know, th- those a- are those are the stories that you know when it, when it comes to you know having this hobby whether yeah. whether I've got 3 people listening or 3 million people listening I feel like I'm a better person knowing all these different aspects of life. You know, I I I know my past, I know how I grew up. I didn't have a silver spoon or anything, right. you know. I I wasn't I wasn't on welfare um you know, but I was pretty fucking close. You know, I, I had I had family there. Right. You know, um, I I was I was lucky in that aspect, um, and I am what I am today. Yeah. You know, not 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 saying that I'm some fucking hot shot or anything. But what's but I'm I'm doing all right for my family, yeah. and and my wife has has a a very good job, a yeah. very respectable job, and together we make everything work. You know, well, not only that, but we always talk about as society, like find out the other person's story. You don't know yeah. anything about anybody until you know how the other half lives. That's why I sat down like with Coffee Black um, and 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 talked. Yeah, it's and, a very and, cool and I, and thing. And I told dude. him, I said, you know, when when we were when we were setting it up, like it was right after the Van Dyke trial or the Van Dyke verdict, uh-huh. and I asked him, I said, dude, you got any spare time in the next couple of weeks? He's like, yeah, what's up? I was like, dude, microphones or not. Like I want to sit down and talk race relations. He's like, "Oh, for sure." Yeah. You know, so uh coffee came by, we talked. I told him, I said, "Look, dude, like I I want to talk about this just as the average ignorant white guy. I want I want to know what it's like. I want to hear. I I want to learn, you know, and that's that that that's where it starts for everybody, like actually being able to sit down and talk and learn, you know, l- listen. Yeah. You, you have to listen. Yeah. You have to listen to the other person that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to understand anything ever. Right. You know? Well, I can tell you this. Like, uh, I can tell you that when I... Here, here's what I know. Like, I grew up in a very, 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 uh, uh, you know, very, like, white, quote, unquote, area. Um uh, and I, you don't know any, you only know what you know. You only know what you know. And then when I started to get other friends, like in Gary, for example, and things like that, um, I, I started, I started really hanging out in Gary when I worked at Don Foods and most of my friends were from Gary, um, at that time. And man, there were so many stereotypes people had and about me too 
yeah. um, and and about about everything, and it was just so fun. That was one of the funnest times of my life. We used to have basement parties. Oh my god, that was fucking fun. That was amazing. But how long no, did you work for uh, Dawn Foods for? Uh, uh, about three or four years. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then was, was that the Michigan City? No, that was the. It was in Crown Point. Oh, okay. Yeah, and before they, and then, and then I went to, um, and then I moved to Indianapolis. Came back. That was two thousand. Came back, and then that's when I found Whole Foods in two thousand three. Yeah. So yeah, it's been very fun. So. All right. Well, listen, bro. We should cut this off because I've had like four talls, and I have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> and I don't want to leave a long pause. But this has been fucking really awesome, bro. Hey, man, I'm I'm glad you came by. Yeah, and, I am too, know, dude. I am too. Anytime. So, um, as far as the cigar goes, like, how how did you feel about cigar? Was amazing. No? Yeah, it was very good. I didn't finish it. Like he smoked like two to my one. No, I'm, um, I'm one and a quarter. There you go. But but it was cool. I'm gonna keep that. So uh, I was gonna. Oh, when when we were talking about it earlier about a you know plan for the future and whatnot, mm-hmm. you, you're. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, my my plan, like I said earlier, you know, 25 years at the at the mill yeah. would 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 put me right at right at retirement and everything, and then after that, you know. Go go work part time at a cigar shop if I don't own my own. That's very you know, cool, dude. Well, there's not a lot of cigar shops around here, is there? Uh, there's, uh, I mean, right here, there's, I mean, three cigar lounges for the most part. Okay. I mean, there, there, there's a there's a few more shops that, gotcha. that sell, uh, you know, whatnot, but but don't really have lounges. But um, yeah, and and they're they're good spots. But you know, like I said, if I don't own my own. Uh, at at that time, then I'll just after after I retire, you know, instead of being a greeter, there you go. I'll I'll, I'll work part time at the cigar shop. That sounds so, good, dude. Well, but, listen, um, thank you again, bro. I oh, really really dude. appreciate Any, it. Anytime, this has been fun. Anytime, and uh, you know, if uh, you know, next time I have Alex on or something, if 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 you both want to be here, yeah, or, you know, whatever, table. share the microphone. So, okay, but, um, cool. All right, dude. Thanks again to Russell Cartwright for coming by, hanging out, talking. Um, you know, a little bit of insight to the world of Whole Foods distribution there. So, so there's a little insight for you for the uh, world of Whole Foods distribution. So there were a few shout outs in there. Uh, but, I mean, for the most part, that was, you know, when we were talking about Whole Foods, that's how it is. Um, you know, I was a little bit sad to leave, but... It is what it is, so we'll see how everything works out. You know, definitely have a lot of love for Whole Foods and the people that I worked with, and I hope everybody the best. And until next time, I hope everyone stays well and stay tuned for the next episode. Don't forget, Twitter is the underscore Herfcast. Instagram is the Herfcast. Facebook is the Herfcast Podcast. Email me at brian at theherfcast.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at theherfcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, like, rate, review on whatever platform you're using. (coughs) That's very much appreciated. So until next time, take it easy.